I'm rolling. Fuck. Fuck. Homie. Oh, I wish that was streaming right now. Oh, that'd be great. Could Amelia also jealous of you because I would have loved to actually be a teenager during Clueless. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, yes. It was yes. exactly, it was like that, only I wasn't in a rich place. <laughs> <laughs> only I wished I was them. <laughs> Yay. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. Oh, hi. Hi, Lillian. Hi, I'm Lillian Bustle. I'm Jen Ponton. And here we are at the restaurant at the end of the world. You know, the soup's fine. The soup! Try the soup! Uh, the tuna melt, not so much. <laughs> the toilet paper, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> That's all you could ever want. Oh, uh, oh God. Um, oh, here's something funny. Um, I saw... Yes, Someone was doing a news piece on, um, apparently in the late se- uh, late 70s during the energy crisis, uh, <laughs> some economists had predicted that there might be a shortage in things like toilet paper. And then Johnny Carson went on TV and said, there is a toilet paper shortage. And he created a toilet paper shortage because everybody ran the fuck out and was like, oh my God, Johnny Carson said I'm not going to be able to wipe my ass. And um, everybody like stripped the stores dry. Um yeah, anyway, he went on TV and was like, uh, I'm sorry, everything's fine. Stop buying toilet paper. <laughs> That's what happens when people in power say irresponsible shit. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, um, so I think one of the most fun things of all time is seeing stuff from your childhood from other kids. Uh, like stuff that what do you you're, mean? like, pictures that your parents didn't take pictures of you <gasps> At, like, other kids' birthday parties or, like, cards that you gave them. So, uh, in a recent episode, I talked about the the family that I stayed with after school um, that I really liked. The two sisters who uh, had a big, big farm and a big camper on their property. And it was our clubhouse. And... Uh, the only bad thing was that they loved to watch Grease, and so I watched Grease way, way, way more times than I would have ever agreed to watch Grease. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved them. They were so great. And uh, Amy, the older sister, tagged me in something the other day, and she posted on my Facebook wall, and she, go- and she goes, I'm glad nobody was actually in serious trouble. The picture is a, is a note that I wrote to her and her sister Julie in September of 1995. Oh my and it's god, in, this is so great. <laughs> it's in purple marker. And it says, Dear Amy and Julie, congrats! You are, as in the letters, you are the 90s. Mm-hmm. You are the Dogwood Club's emergency squad. If someone is in serious trouble, you'll do CPR or something. <laughs> or something! I will soon find out when we can have our first meeting. Signed. <laughs> Jen Ponton, president of the Dogwood Club. Your badges are included. <laughs> oh, that's all anybody wants is badges. And Lillian goes, oh, my God, I feel like this is Trump's plan for the virus. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You'll do CPR or something. It'll be great. You'll figure I'll it out. I'll figure out when we have our first meeting. I'll let you know. Here's some badges. Whatever it is, it's going to be tremendous. You're, you're, you're going to be on the front lines 
<laughs> oh, you're going to do the best CPR or something. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I loved being dolloped by you last week. Oh, hooray. <laughs> uh, it immediately made me watch Tiger King and say what the fuck over and over. Um, and so... Lillian and I were texting, and we were like, let's do a thing today. Hey, what should we do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, hey, you want to dollop me? And I was like, oh, I do. Yes, I think that's an excellent idea. <laughs> and, then, and then Jen says, <laughs> and I swear to God, this is how much I'm not in the horror world. She's like, have you ever seen uh, Troll 2? And I immediately thought she was talking about the Trolls movie with the little dolls. And I was like... <laughs> the, the one with Justin I mean, Timberlake as the, the soundtrack? Se- yeah. The sequel? <laughs> like, have I seen... Have I seen the sequel <laughs> to Trolls? No, I have not. But then I remembered uh, that this is actually how I learned that you were a horror fanatic. I believe... I don't know if you invited me or if you just told me about it after. No, I totally you invited like, you. Because oh, I ended and I, up going with Paul. Remember Paul who used to work with us? Yes. That's yeah. So funny. Paul uh-huh. went with me. <laughs> yeah. I think that I was like, that's, thank you for inviting me, but no, I do not want to do that. <laughs> nope. That's not my brand of weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like when people are really into something like that and it's a special whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I don't want to, I feel like I bring people down, you know? Because you want to be with somebody who's as excited as you are. And if I'm like, uh, it's fine. Sure. Yes. I don't want you to do your ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I wonder what the horror scream version of that is. Yeah, right. I'm super excited to, to dollop you. You are listening to All the Fucks, a podcast where I, Jen Ponton, Tell a story from American horror pop culture to my friend, Lillian Bustle, who has no idea what the story is about. All right. I'm ready. Lay it on me, bitch. Okay. Picture it. It's (laughs) probably around the time you were born. It might be 1979, 1980. A movie comes out starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Sonny Bono. What a joy. <laughs> what, a, what a journey already. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, my God. Like, Troll is ludicrous. Um, tro- Troll's ludicrous. It's also great. Uh, what uh, right? What yeah. city is it supposed to be in? Ooh, San Francisco. Oh. Um, the fun thing about that is that Troll stars, uh, um, stars a protagonist named Harry Potter. <laughs> No! Um, Oh, that's weird. (laughs) And so, uh, the, the, this family, the Potter family moves into this apartment building in San Francisco, and while they're unpacking, the wife is attacked by the troll, which wears a magic ring. The troll captures her and basically becomes her, uh, doppelganger. Oh, whoa. Um, and she's being really strange and aggressive. And the family's like, oh, we just moved. Maybe she's grumpy. <laughs> but the troll himself is like a puppet, right? No, is, no. It's, it- I think it is a little person in prosthetics. Oh, okay, okay. 
I'm almost certain. You know, that was, like, typical at the time. Yeah. Oh, um, so the troll now goes from apartment to apartment using its ring to transform all the tenants into fairy tale creatures. Um, and their apartments become lush forests. So... Uh, why? Where's the downside to this? That sounds Kind of amazing. imagine a Dana Zool situation, except instead of one giant throbbing vagina apartment, um, <laughs> it's... It's a rainforest. No, I don't really. I mean, honestly, can you imagine if Tiny Lillian was like, I wonder if there's a fairy ring. And then you stumbled upon this fucking apartment building. Yeah. I Yeah. That's like every dream. That's every daydream. <laughs> so um, so the, the kid, Harry Potter, the kid finds an old. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to keep laughing at that. Just so you know. Do. Do. Enjoy. <laughs> He finds, he befriends a a mysterious old witch who lives in the building, and long ago, she was in love. I mean, this is kind of like a fucking, oh my god, maybe this is a play on Midsummer Night's Dream, because the witch is like, bitch, let me tell you about my old paramour who broke my heart. He was a powerful wizard named Torok, and way back when, at that moment, uh, very legend-like, the world was divided between humans and fairies, and the realms were equal and independent. But then Torok stole some fairies and changed the balance, and there was a big war, and the humans won. And Torok turned into a troll as punishment. So here's some, Ooh. like, fucking Oberon shit, right? Wow. But, ah, okay. I lied about the release date. It came out in 86. It ah, definitely that. has an older feel to it. That's okay. Um, like and it, it is referred to as a comedy horror. <laughs> okay, so this came out in 86. Um, I, I mean, look, say what you will. It had Sonny Bono and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. It was brilliant. I own it on VHS. It's a is, weird wait, is, movie. Is Julia Louis-Dreyfus Wendy? She is not. She is another uh, tenant in the building. What? Okay. <laughs> Squandering her talent. <laughs> yes. Her and Sonny Bono. A real shame. A real shame. No. So <laughs> let's fast forward to 1989. Italy is known for its weird fucking horror movies. Picture that it, Sicily. <laughs> picture it, Sicily. <laughs> that country makes some crazy fucking horror. All the way from absolute icon classics like Suspiria. Oh, I'm not familiar with any of this. I know you're not. It's cool. The people who are listening yeah. who are into it are going to be like, oh, yeah, Suspiria. Yeah. Um, uh, Dario Argento uh, is a batshit horror director from Italy. Um, nice. All the way to the weirdos like Claudio Fragrasso. <laughs> Claudio Fragrasso watched Troll and got it into his head that he might like to make a sequel. So, he starts writing this movie, and it's about goblins. And he brings, and he, had, and he takes some meetings, and he's like, hey, remember that amazing movie Troll starring Sonny Bono? I want to make a troll, too. And the studios are all like, nah, it's cool. We're, we'll pass. Your idea's <laughs> kind of weird. And also, it's got goblins. <laughs> and he's like, fine, that's cool. I can do this myself. So he's like, fine, I'm going to make a movie called Goblins. Okay. Now, I will, I will uh, because it's not worth holding on to it, 
what ultimately happened was people were so nervous watching this film in post that they were like, uh, the only leg it has to stand on is that maybe people will imagine that it's kind of related to the mostly ignored troll of 1986. So let's just call it Troll 2 and have them think that maybe they're in for something similar. Huh. Right? Oh, that's okay. Yes. It was only for marketing. It had absolutely nothing to do with the Empire Pictures production. No, that's bullshit. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. So Claudio (laughs) writes this script uh, all about goblins. And he writes it with another screenwriter, Italian woman, Rosella Drudy. She's the one who came up with a premise much like we have, much like we experience today, um, Rosella was tired of being, (laughs) she was tired of being harangued by vegetarians about (laughs) how much she was um, hurting the environment and destroying animal life and, uh, you know, every reason under the sun. She was tired of the PETA people. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she came Any specific up with, reason, though? Like, she wasn't, like, uh, making coats out of puppies or anything. She just... No, was, she just... She ha- She says, I had many friends who'd become vegetarians, and it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all been there. So she wanted to make a very vampiric story about vegetarians. Oh, That's your little right. amuse bouche. Now we go to the most delightful part. The waiting for Guffman part. I want you to picture these auditions, and I want you to picture the most earnest and enthusiastic local dentist from Alabama who only <laughs> wants to be a hoofer. Oh, oh, wait. Sorry, hang on. I keep stopping you, but is this taking – is he filming in Italy? Nope. He sure He's filming isn't. In, in Alabama? He's filming in Utah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Listen, this, this guy's dent- got a dream. Go on. Oh my God, yes. This dentist is George Hardy. And George Hardy is going to go on to become the most beloved star of Troll hmm. 2. Ooh. Ooh. So, let me tell you a little bit about Troll 2. Troll 2 is a fucking shit show. A. <laughs> I want you to think about one of your favorite conventions ever of one of the greatest movies of all time, The Princess Bride, where Grandpa is reading a story to a very grumpy uh, Fred Savage in bed. Uh, I was so in love with Fred Savage. Oh my God. What is not to love? I still love him. I still love him. Do you watch Friends from College? Yes, it's so good. Yes, it's so good. Oh, it's so twisted. Is there another season of that now? Uh, there are two seasons, I believe, and then it stopped. Okay, and then I think it oh, was done. Then. Boo! Um, I would go see it again, though. I would go also, see it. Also, okay, let's go to the drive-through. Also, Seven? what? Okay, stop riffing, Lillian. <laughs> also, mm-hmm. um, Fred Savage is a fucking delight. As is Rob Lowe in Fox's very critically underrated show, The Grinder. Oh, I've heard of that. What is it about? <laughs> it's about... Okay, so Fred Savage and Rob Lowe are brothers. And essentially, Rob Lowe is a big shot Hollywood actor. He's had a show on... He's had a, he's had a top uh, legal procedural called The Grinder 
on for like 10 years and he okay. is the grinder and he <laughs> solve uh, he doesn't solve crimes i don't know what lawyers do he wins cases i guess <laughs> i don't know what lawyers do <laughs> Theater major. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be in big trouble. I have friends who are lawyers. I don't know what you do. Uh, Fine. <laughs> I have lots crap. of friends that I don't know what they do. <laughs> Dude, truly, literally zero understanding. Um, <laughs> the grinder uh, wins cases, wins impossible cases, finds the threads that can help cinch it for his clients. Whatever, whatever. And his show is unceremoniously uh, it boots him. I think it goes on and it casts someone else, I think. Um, although the show could have been canceled. I can't, I honestly don't remember. It was a, f- okay. it was a handful of years ago. But so Rob, uh, R- Rob's character comes from a family of lawyers. Oh, and who's the guy who plays the dad? He's so good too. Fuck. Oh my <laughs> God. The guy who plays the dad is fan-fucking-tastic. And he's like, he's just the perfect TV dad. And he's so proud of his sons. And so, oh. you know, Rob Lowe goes on a fucking bender. And he's like, I gotta go home. I gotta get back to my roots. And so the dad, who loves him, and is like, oh, you're my golden boy. Come work for the family. And Fred Savage, who's the actual lawyer son, who's, you know, like, just trying so hard to please his father is like dad he's not a real he's an actor (laughs) so all fred savage does is be completely irritatingly befuddled by everybody's willingness to accept that rob lowe is a real lawyer and all rob lowe does is very charmingly pretend to be a lawyer and all the dad does is like ah that's my boy and it is it's the only thing that happens every single episode but it's so fucking funny and they do it so well they do it so well i fucking love this show gonna rewatch it gonna oh rewatch God, it's it it's amazing that's so good <laughs> it's uh, so good it's so good i really i truly cannot and fred savage is adorable and rob lowe is so lovable i adore him oh my god yes mm. Bringing me back to what? How did I get there? Fred Savage, right, right. So the moment, uh, the moment of, the, the perfect moment of storytelling where Fred Savage is in bed and his grandfather's reading in the story of the Princess Bride. That is how Troll 2 starts. Oh, very original. <laughs> oh, but it goes so badly, so oh, quickly. Oh, God. Meet Joshua. Joshua is in bed and like the angles are really creepy that like the angles are kind of dreadful and the lighting is kind of dreadful i don't mean in a bad way the lighting is actually fine but i mean it creates an atmosphere of dread oh great and joshua is t- is tucked into his bed and he's petrified and you see the rocking of a of a rocking chair and it's like intimidating and then you see an upshot of this uh, of this big bearded man who looks kind of jolly, but also severe. Okay. <laughs> like, he could be jolly. He could have a great time. But right now, he is he is <laughs> laying down the law. And this right is Grandpa now. Seth. Grandpa oh. Seth is reading Joshua a story about goblins. And he's telling Joshua that he had better not ever stop being vigilant about goblins because they look like real people, but they will turn you into their food. And then they Ooh. will eat you. Yikes. Joshua is freaked the fuck out. 
I believe his parents come into the room and are like, who are you talking to? And you see the rocking chair is empty. Well, Grandpa Seth's a ghost. <laughs> oh, okay. Grandpa Seth died recently, and his parents are, uh, Joshua's parents are very concerned that Joshua keeps seeing him and isn't getting over it. Uh. So they're like, you really got to stop talking to Grandpa Seth, honey. And he's like, but he's real. I see him all the time. And they're like, mm, Grandpa Seth is dead. Get over it. So, <laughs> stellar parenting skills. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the parenting is spectacular. And Joshua's parents are big fucking weirdos. You've got George Hardy, this very over-enthusiastic dentist who just, I mean, his delivery is so, oh, it's so good. It's so joyful. It's so joyful. I mean, he's a terrible actor, but he's also a wonderful person. And you just see him enjoying the fuck out of himself getting to act in this movie. It's adorable. Yay. Oh, it's so bad. It's so good. And then um, a woman named Margot Prey plays his wife. So, um, So she plays Diane. She is this constantly wide-eyed, very frightened bird-like woman with frizzy hair. And okay. she's just oh, like just always looks like she's on the verge of a mental breakdown. <laughs> um and they're like, "Guess what, Joshua? We're going to go on vacation." What have they decided to do for vacation? Well, it's like the holiday but much less charming. They've decided to do a house swap. <laughs> oh, with a whole family. And the and this family called the Presence, which is the worst name to choose because it's a real word, and you presence, have no yeah. idea. Like, what are they talking about? It took me like years of watching this movie over and over and over to be like, oh, the Presence, that like Mr. and Mrs. Present. Got it. Great. Um, That's presence, annoying as hell. That's really ah, uh, completely. They're going to come to their house, and they will go out to the president's house. So, uh, you know, like uh, like normal people do. Like normal people do outside maybe of romantic that's comedies. an Italy thing? Uh, maybe. So here, yes, funny you should say that. Claudio and Rosella pen this screenplay, and they're like, it's perfect. The problem is Claudio and Rosella have never, like, been to America and do not speak English well. So... This whole script is real fucking weird. I mean, it's not, yes, it's real fucking weird, but it's doubly real fucking weird because it's not how people, it's not how Americans talk. It's not how English speakers talk. And Uh so the actors who are already like barely actors are like, um, this is kind of stilted. And he's like, no, it's perfect. It's exactly how it's supposed to be. Oh, stylistic choices. (laughs) Oh, yes. So all the weird plot holes, uh, just, they they doesn't work out. Um, so the, the night that Grandpa Seth is talking to Joshua is the night before they're going to leave for vacation. And then we go to the room next door on the night before we leave for vacation to Joshua's sister, Holly. Holly is the picture of, first of all, the way we're introduced to her is from a smash cut montage of like 
80s aerobic music and her working <laughs> out. Yes. Um, and she's got big crimped frizzy hair that's up in a giant top ponytail in a scrunchie. She's wearing like an aerobic crop top. She's literally, she's on a bench pressing weights. She's doing curls and it's like, <laughs> bam, 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 boom, boom, like, nice, nice. it's insane. It's insane and great. And this is how we meet Holly, uh, the insufferable teen sister to Joshua. Um, Yay. Uh, some and some and uh, it's late at night and something's at her window and she screams and it's her boyfriend Elliot, a fucking weirdo, who <laughs> she is so Jesus ready Christ, to man. dump. Yeah, she's uh, so Elliot is like on his last leg. Holly's been trying to break up with him forever. She calls him gay because he'd rather hang out with all his friends. And Elliot's like, no, 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 I want to be with you, baby. And she's like, fine, if you want to be with me, then show up tomorrow morning when we leave for vacation. So in the, uh. the next morning, <laughs> everybody's piling into the van and Michael, the, the dad, is like, come on, Holly. And she's like, no, daddy, I want to wait for Elliot. And he's like, he's not coming. Get the fuck in the car. So um, they they head out on their way to scenic Nilbog. Okay. Now, why was I so excited to go to Sundance this year? Is it because I'm a filmmaker? Is it because I saw luminaries like Carrie fucking Washington? Woo. Nope. Is it because nope. I saw Hillary Clinton in the flesh? Nope. It's because <laughs> it's because Park City is where this beautiful movie was filmed. And the second oh. that I learned that in 1992, I was like, I need to go to Park City. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like the now dream. is the moment to tell you that I have seen this second only to like Labyrinth. Oh, in like amount of times? In number of watches, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So they're in the car and and they're driving through fucking Utah, which is beautiful. Um, and they see a hitchhiker out the window. And uh and Joshua makes his dad stop the car and he runs out because the hitchhiker is Grandpa Seth. And Grandpa Seth grabs Joshua by the shoulders and he goes, Joshua, you need to stop them. You can't go to Nilbog. It's the kingdom of the goblins. And if your family eats anything while they're there, they'll be turned into plants and the goblins will eat them. And and Michael... A lot of information to interest. It's a lot of information. It's a big little piece of exposition on the highway in the hands of a stranger. Because Michael turns up and he's like, Joshua, what are you doing? Joshua looks back and the hitchhiker is like this toothless, grizzled man who looks like a leopard. He's like, you gotta ride. And Joshua's like, ah! And gets back in the car. Um, While they're all in the car, uh... Joshua falls asleep and he has this terrible fever dream that everybody in the car turns into goblins. And how do the goblins look? Well, great question, Lillian. They're all in burlap sacks with giant, creepy, rubbery masks that have little pointed silicone teeth and usually some green slime smeared all over it. Hello, I got this idea for the goblins. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to do any more terrible Italian accents. <laughs> I offended myself right there. <laughs> and then, like, was that, you got to wonder, like, if that was a directorial choice or if he, like, 
de- like delegated that rubber mask situation to an actual costume designer and they and then like were they thinking that they did their best or were like did they phone <laughs> it in i i need to know all of this information <laughs> Like, was somebody proud? They turned in their project and they were like, I bet I'm going to get an A. (laughs) I can tell you, I can tell you from what I've learned since, Claudio has a huge ego. Huge. So Claudio stands by that this was a fucking masterpiece. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Sure. Of course it is. Uh, What I can tell you, however, is that the same, like, three masks are recycled over and over and over and over again and again and again. Those assholes. And oh there God, are Jen. a lot go make a of movie. goblins. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. In the meantime, the family passes an RV because Elliot has figured his shit out and is going to spend vacation with Holly while bringing his three goofy friends who are very much like a like an even shittier recreation of Porky's. Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And his friends wear really short shorts and are all super nerdy, but also a little bit touchy-feely. So, like, I don't know if Holly was very wrong. You know Uh, what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And they're all, like, really sweaty. (laughs) Everybody's sweaty constantly in this movie, by the way. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jen, wait, are there people hiding behind bushes with little misters? <laughs> like, four people who listen to this are going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> why, were shorts, why were shorts so short in the 80s? Why were shorts so short? Were people's balls... <laughs> Shorter in the eighties. I don't they were think tucking. so. Why? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Can you I'm imagine? sure all of those joggers and athletes. <laughs> Can you imagine if everybody's just tight tucking? Jesus Christ! That's unsanitary to do a lot of exercise in. <laughs> Why though? Very uncomfortable. I just don't understand it, and it's still a thing with like European dudes. Like oh, the yeah. shortest, the shortest, whatever. It's fine. I like legs as much as the next person. I Truly. don't mind. I don't mind short shorts. I'm just saying it feels like a lot of extra worrying to do unless you are the kind of person who wants your dick to fall out the leg of your shorts, in which case. <laughs> that golden. might be the aim. In right? which case, the 80s were your time to shine. Please <laughs> 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 uh, uh, continue. It's so good. Ultimately, they the family ends up arriving at the at the house of the presence where they are still there. Mm. And Michael's like, "Hey, I thought you guys were already already gonna be at our house by now." And uh, and the presents are real creepy and real weird, and they look like okay, they look like see just fucking... there again. I it took me a second. I was like, "The presence." Yes. Oh, right. It's the name of the people. Those dipshits they oh god that's terrible it's not because it's not even just a noun it's also like a concept it's all of those things it's the literally the most ludicrous name you could choose (laughs) and the presents essentially look like they are like coal miners in a prairie in a bunker um they wear (laughs) (laughs) they they fucking they're in like like linens and aprons and weird, weird like 
uh, high neck blouses and shit. And they all have this strange wart on their face. And Josh, oh yeah, it's gross. And, um, and they, uh, and, and they're all like, enjoy your time here in Nilbog. And then they just sort of like (laughs) gradually slink away. So Joshua's family. Sorry, question. Are they going, was this actually a house swap? Like, are they going to go to those people's house now? Uh, to Josh's family? That's what they're supposed to do. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, um, so, (laughs) so the family settles into the house and Joshua's in his room and like all of the, all the art in the room is really creepy. Like it's these Uh. very, very unsettling children's book images of like trolls but also what the fuck this is not a movie about trolls um and he he's just totally unsettled and the the creepy bird-like mom diane is getting the kitchen all squared away and there's a knock at the door here we meet the absolute standout of this film credence leonor gilgold Let me tell you, this actress, her name is Deborah Reed. I could not love her more. This whole performance, oh God, this whole performance is so completely over the top. And everything is kind of with very wide eyes looking over her nose and a little bit coquettish batting her (laughs) eyes and smirking and like just I mean she leans the fuck into it and here's what I learned afterwards this actress Deborah Reed was really displeased with the way that they wanted to dress her and da 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 yes I don't know i mean my god she must have been younger than me at this point which is so weird um she credence leonore gilgold is the goblin queen and uh with with for, for grasso's team she went through a costume shop trying to look at what she wanted to do for this for this role um okay. when for grasso came up real short she was like well how about you just let me dress myself and he was like, okay. Now, she is apparently enough of a fucking weirdo that she owns all this. And I want you to think. Yes. I want you to think gothy, steampunky, giant cameos on lace blouses that come mm-hmm. down the top of your hand in a triangle point And yes. like fucking poofy, poofy shoulder sleeves and like a fucking bustle. Yes. Sign me up. Yes. Please. Uh-huh. Deborah Reed owned all of these things. Yes. And she was like, I want to dress myself. And thank God she did. <laughs> Truly. It's a gift to all oh of us. Oh, God. I can't imagine. I've done so many projects where I was like, can you please, do, do I have to bring in my costumes again this time? Oh, wait, you're terrible at your job. I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if someone right. out there is saying that about something I wore in a... <laughs> I mean, God bless. Look, <laughs> this is what makes it so worthwhile. Yay. So, um, uh, so this is how Credence shows up on the, uh, on the porch 
of their house. And as you can imagine, Diane just looks real nervous. And Credence is like, I've brought you a cake. Now this cake, look, I love fucking cake. I love cake so much. This cake looks shady as hell. It is frosted in only white and green. And it says like fucking eat up on it in frosting. (laughs) And Diane, look, am I being judgy of Diane? I think I am. (laughs) She's a weird woman, but you know what? She was also put in a very strange situation. And I can't say I would not act the exact same way as she did. <laughs> mm. Uh shady cakes. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it. Nobody um, bakes a cake as shady as a shady cake. I love that it was white and green. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Okay. At the same time, Elliot has stationed his camper in the woods nearby. Um, because as as the family uh, as Joshua's family passed them by on the road, Michael was, uh, Elliot was like, hey, I met up with you. And Michael's like, absolutely not. You're just a piece of shit. My daughter's not going to be with you anymore. Leave us alone. Go back home. Oh, we want nothing to do with you. Rude. And Elliot's like, well, let me just follow you anyway. I'm just going to go to Nilbog and I, you know, I'm going to try and win her back. So they keep going to Nilbog. They set up the camper. And uh, these three, these three friends, basically, um, one of them decides to go for a walk, go for a hike. And as he is walking through the woods, he sees, of course, this leggy, busty, blonde woman in like a tattered white dress running for her life. Uh-oh. And um, she is being chased by a whole band of the goblins with the spears. They've got ah! up and down. Was it the the 80s movie trope where it was just like her tits bouncing everywhere? Uh, It's not not that. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking. Just checking. So she 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 basically she sees Arnold and she like collapses into his arms and they all and all the goblins catch uh, and she's like you have to help me you have to help me they're monsters he's like, monsters what are you talking about and he's also you know like absolutely trying to get laid um and all the goblins show up and he's like oh what are you and instead of being afraid or being like let's like come on let's flee he he's decide he decides to put on a big a big guy routine and he's like okay let me tell you about yourselves. And he basically, he paces in like a half circle to insult these goblins. Tell them where they can stick it. Wow. Because mm-hmm. that sounds like a good time for a monologue. <laughs> oh, yes. Just as smugly as that. And I remember the face of the actress looking back at him is like, what the fuck are you doing? And he and he looks over his shoulder like, see, I scared him. And then, <laughs> whack, bam. Oh no! Whack bam! A spear flies into his chest, <gasps> oh, and he's like, yeah. "Oh fuck, this is real!" And so then they do run together. Um, they run together and they find this giant, totally makes no sense chapel in the woods. It, it it's a big gothic church, and oh, now I realize there's like a, a creepy old abandoned church near where I live that I have wanted to uh, just buy or trespass in forever. And that's, now I know why. It reminds me of a <gasps> chapel. Yes. Well, yes. I have a question though. Wait. Yes. So um, 
the guy who gets the spear in his chest. He's not uh-huh. dead. Not dead. Not dead. Oh. Nope. No. Okay. But now he's now he's maimed. So she, he like puts his arm around her shoulder and she helps him flee. And so they go. Into oh, the this poor girl. If that was poor, me, I would be like, God girl. damn it! I was doing fine. I was actually running away from them. I was getting away from them. And then I met you and you had to mm-hmm. stick your dick in the mashed potatoes. And now I got to drag <laughs> you around. That's right. Oh, That's fuck. right. So uh, they go in there. But guess who's in there? Guess who descends the staircase? Credence Good. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that her acting would feel so bad if her blush was better. <laughs> If her anything was better, maybe. <laughs> so, I feel like with the lighting, I mean, right? we're not all Helena Bonham Carter, but like. <laughs> Bingo. Although one could argue that maybe she's the first Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So that's her performance literally throughout. Oh, you're welcome. God. Allow me to introduce myself. So what you happened? Know what? You know what? Yes. If you're going to do it, fucking commit. I love it. Absolutely. And that's kind it. of what I love about her. It's kind of what oh, I love about her. Amazing. I mean, yeah. Yes. Of all of them, that's that's kind of the worst part. Of all of them, she maybe has the best instincts <laughs> oh because she's been waiting for a role like this oh my god yes and like look at her face obviously she's aged up but there's a part i will get to she's got to be so young she has to be under 30 she looks honestly. young yeah she, she totally is. looks yeah, yeah. young yeah, so her her playing this role as Credence, as the ancient druid queen, goblin queen, oh like she's aged up and she's got, you know, she's got circles under her eyes and she's got a ton of silver in her hair, but, but like she's 20-something. But they wouldn't <laughs> so have had being, to do that. Like if I was, if you told me there's going to be a goblin queen, I would want, I would think that she was going to be hot and sexy. And young. Oh. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily think that because she had been around for a million years that she would look like she was around for Well, just you wait. Just Yay. you wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so after she descends the staircase exceedingly dramatically, oh, she God. Gives, she's like, I'll give you a potion to make it all better. And she literally hands them like a fucking steaming beaker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! There's already so much dry ice. There were like, yes, what about so one? much, so much. A steaming <laughs> beaker of boiling green stuff. Oh, of course. And she's like, drink it, drink it up. And so the girl drinks it. And why then Arnold? The I don't know. They trust do, a human, maybe. Do they really? They don't know that they're in danger. Right. I mean, well, a oh, lot of God. choices are made in this film. Cool. <laughs> So she starts vomiting and she's like, what did you do to me? What did you do to me? And she's trying to escape. So she goes up the staircase. Um, yeah, that's how do you trying to get away. And Credence Leonor Gilgood starts just grinning maniacally. And she's like, that's exactly where they want you to go. Feast up, my pretties. And the girl starts <sighs> changing into this green slime. And it becomes 
just her almost like a fucking pupa. She's laying down on the floor, ah! she's covered in green slime, and her body's just turning into it. This is a moment where they absolutely do utilize bare breasts. Yep, yep, <laughs> bare I knew they were coming and a somewhere. Fuck ton of slime and uh and her. Wait, screaming just her boobs face. sticking out of the slime? Boobs in the face? Uh essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so Perfect. what happens is up the stairs of the chapel is a hallway full of rooms full of goblins. And they all come out and they all crouch around her and they start scooping up the green slime and mashing it into their masks. <laughs> into their masks! <laughs> <laughs> Arnold, oh Arnold is horrified and he realizes that he can't move. And he looks down and says that he is becoming a plant. Like oh, a like no. a fucking potted tree. And he go and he continues one of the greatest deliveries of all time and goes, What's happening? What's happening to her? They're eating her. And then they're gonna meet me. Oh my god And that's literally it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh-huh. So hang it's on, so good. Just really quick. Arnold was I forget where Arnold came from. Arnold wasn't with the original family, right? This is a whole like B plot. This is Elliot's goofy friends. Yeah, this, oh, these, this is Elliot's. one of the Porky's guys. Okay, yes. all right. I get it. Elliot's just trying to get Holly back. That's but it. Elliot's uh, not anywhere near. He's They went separate ways, right? Uh, Yeah, he and his friends like split up, but they're all still staying in the camper. He, they're just oh. like, well, I guess it's vacation, so oh. gotta go find girls. <laughs> gotta go find some Nilbog girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that amazing oh, scene happens. And this is how we learn what the goblins are trying to do. And everything is green. So Joshua is, meanwhile, freaking the fuck out at home. And he's trying to, um, he, he's, sometimes Grandpa Seth appears to him in mirrors. And um, he looks into a mirror and he, and he begs Grandpa Seth to come to him. Please, 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 Grandpa Seth, I need you to talk to me. And... Uh, what he sees instead is that uh, is a sign, is a street sign in the mirror. And Nilbog is what? Spelled backwards. Goblin. That's right. And then delivers his greatest line. Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards. This is their kingdom. Wow. And then he, he skateboards away. He skateboards away <laughs> to an abandoned church. <laughs> but it ain't abandoned right now. He peeps inside and sees this crazy fucking reverend with a mullet with warts on his face talking to his creepy ass congregants about the evils of eating meat and how disgusting meat is and how how it poisons the flesh. What's and how it, oh yeah what's what's the term when you can hear the voice of the author coming through a character this is the author's intent 100 <laughs> percent uh-huh so uh so this reverend i mean he looks he looks fucking pentecostal and he's getting that he's getting that reverent and you know the congregation is like murmuring back to him about the evils of eating meat blah 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 
Um, and Joshua is watching this and very perturbed, but then his skateboard uh, falls down and everybody sees him. And they're oh. like, oh, a little boy. Let's feed you, little boy. And they drag him into the church basement and they're like, we want to feed you some good food. And they all crowd around him and bring him what they refer to as ice cream, which I will tell you right the fuck now is rice pudding with raisins. <laughs> and they're like, eat your ice cream. And I'm like, that's obviously fucking Cozy Shack, bitch. I actually love rice pudding with raisins. Yes. But who, yes. why is someone trying to pull a fast one? It doesn't make any sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're uh, going to give me rice pudding, say it's rice, rice pudding. pudding. If you're at a church thing We're all in, in the basement. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If there's any place rice pudding with raisins could show up, it would be in the basement of a church. <laughs> Absolutely. That and a lukewarm potato salad. Mm. <laughs> I love it. A, a canister of pretzel rods. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And those lemon bars that I love. Mm. Those lemon bars. That's the best part. Okay, so just, and and like, the grossest part is that they're actually getting the spoon really close to his mouth, and like, a little bit is getting on his face, and he's like, I don't want it, I don't want any, I don't want it. Uh, Thank God, Michael the dentist bashes the door in, and he has this, he has this great face of narrow, like, he narrows his eyes and just looks like he's there to kick some ass. Yay. This earnest dentist who just wants to act. And he's like, what are you doing to my son? And there's a whole lot of push-in shots on him where, uh, where it's just like, it's meant for the dramatic effect and just his acting combined with his accent, it's perfect. He's so great. Uh. And they're all like, wow, we were just feeding him some ice cream. And he's like, well, he doesn't want any ice cream. Come on, Joshua, we're going to go back to the house. So tell him what is what, Dad. Oh, we my were just goodness. feeding some ice cream. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, like, <laughs> is that is that something that believably happens in churches in Italy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know. Surely they so must have. Is pretty fucking good. <laughs> mm. Um. Mm. Let me Now see. I want rice pudding with raisins. The Cozy Shack doesn't come with raisins, just for the record. <laughs> um, I actually have some Cozy Shack tapioca pudding in my fridge oh. right now. Because, yeah, I was panic shopping when I did go shopping the other day. And I was like, I don't know. This, I need something creamy. Ugh. So, uh, Michael and Joshua go home after the church thing. The final remaining friend... Uh, from the Porky's gang goes into town because there was no food or drink in the RV. Uh-huh. And a sheriff picks him up. This sheriff is bananas, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely off of his gourd. And he drives up and he's like, what do you need, son? And uh, Drew's like, well, I was just going to go get some food. I, we're pretty hungry. We And the sheriff just leans into his, uh, in, a, in his passenger seat and goes, why don't you want a burger? Of course, the burger's totally green. And uh, Drew's like, oh, f- thanks, sir. And he's like, no problem. So Drew eats it while he's walking into town. And he starts sweating. Uh, he starts sweating green. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he gets into the general store. And he's like, I need some food. And the creepy, cre- this guy who's like a creepy version of Jim Varney as the snake handler. <laughs> 
is like we got we got some milk we got some nilbog milk good for you have some and so he drinks that and then he feels even worse oh no and he like stumbles over to the chapel where he finds arnold who is now fully a tree and drew's like oh shit let me save you and Credence shows up and he's like, never will you take my pretty. So she knocks him out. And then she ends up cutting Arnold up with a chainsaw. <laughs> and she ostensibly kills Drew otherwise. But we don't see that. Did she really say my pretty through this whole thing? I believe she says my pretty a number of times. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty great. While... Uh, Joshua and Michael go back to the house. And Michael's like, Joshua, I, I, I know these people are weird. And Joshua's like, Dad, I just really, can we please go home? Please, please, please. And he's like, all right, maybe we will. These people are kind of fucking weird. And Joshua's like, yay, thanks, Dad. <laughs> when they get to the house, the entire village is there. And they all look like weird coal miner bunker people. Uh. And they have all made... A whole cornucopia of a creepy fucking Thanksgiving with all these cakes that say, eat up, eat me, put me in your mouth, bop, 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 bite, bite, bite. Like, what? (laughs) Why? Everything is frosted in green and green lettering. Everything looks scary as fuck. And all of these people are just grinning from ear to ear. And uh, so Joshua runs upstairs to his room, runs to the mirror, and is like, Grandpa Seth, Grandpa Seth! And the mirror sort of goes black, like Grandpa Seth's face is going to appear. But instead, it's Credence, and she goes, and she leaps through the window as a goblin. The mirror shatters, and she attacks Joshua. And Joshua's screaming, screaming, screaming. And all of a sudden, you see Grandpa Seth with a giant axe behind her, and he chops her hand off, and it's the worst prosthetic ever. And, like, this, like, a tablespoon of green stuff comes out. (laughs) Oh, Oh, and so she turns from the goblin into... Uh, she turns from the goblin back into herself and she's holding her wrist and she's screaming and screaming and she runs out and she runs back to her chapel where she begins uh, uh, her favorite ritual, which is okay. getting hot again. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you see her go to this giant stone, basically because it's all druid nonsense. And I don't mean that druidism is nonsense. I mean that this movie's version of druidism is sure. batshit nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to a giant stone that has a ton of dry ice in it and glows green, and she puts her hands on it. And then we see how lovely Deborah Reed actually is. She's a fucking knockout. And so she emerges from behind the stone and her hair is its normal color. She's like curly brunette hair and big doe eyes. And she's in the slinky red dress and she's 20 something and she looks fucking amazing. And she like slinks out of her chapel. Where is she going? <laughs> well, where is she one, going? Of, one of the Porky's group is still in the camper. He hasn't left. He's he's the one in really, really short shorts. <laughs> and he is sitting there watching what I feel so satisfied to only have learned today. Uh, this, this little bit of 
B-roll that I, it's so bizarre. It's basically a a bunch of people capering around uh, a Stonehenge structure uh, (laughs) around a giant magic egg. And one of them is in a giant gorilla suit and he sits down on the egg and the egg launches off into space. And you watch this in real time. It's not like just in the background, like you're watching it with him. So you're like, what the fuck is this? I just learned that it is a, an Italian uh, horror movie from 1980. (laughs) Oh, they just took <laughs> that is footage. actually about a magic egg. <laughs> so you're not imagining it, <laughs> which crazy. I assumed that I was for a very long time. <laughs> so I think this one, is, I think this guy is, which one is he? I think it's Brent. Let me make sure. Is it Drew? It might be Drew. I don't know. It's Brent or Drew. I can't remember which one. So Brent or Drew is, uh, is you know, laying down, watching this weird magic egg movie. And all of a sudden, the transmission goes a little wonky. And he's like, what? And he hits the side of the TV. And he, and all of a sudden, the transmission changes. And in, like, real time, you hear sexy sax music. Like, and it's this, it's this steaming, foggy woods. And then into it struts young, sexy credence. Oh. And, and she and she looks at him and she comes up close to the camera and he sees her and she's like, Do you like what you see? Do you want some more? I'm real. You're not imagining me. I'm real. Come outside. And so he opens the camper door. And when he does, you hear the music like you would if you opened the door and music was playing outside. (gasps) <laughs> production value <laughs> <laughs> and um and right. she she's like do you want me to come inside and he's like uh yeah and so she comes into the camper and she's all over him and uh she pulls out a cob of corn from oh, her dress i was hoping okay so when you told me to look her up, that was one of the first things that came up. And I was like, oh, where's this going? All right. All right. I'm stretching out. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear what happens with the cob of corn. She pulls out a cob of corn and she's like teasing it along his face and down his chest. And she's oh, like, no. do you want, do you like it? Do you want it? And he's like, "What? Uh, uh, I love popcorn. And she's like, well, then all we have to do is heat it up. And she flops him down on the on the RV bed oh, no. and basically makes out with him with this cob of corn between their mouths. And the sax music gets louder. And then all of a sudden, corn starts starts explosively popping no. everywhere. No, I don't. <laughs> it's like the end of Real Genius. What the fuck? <laughs> And the best part is like there there are big there are big cuts to like pop like a pop of corn right into the lens pop pop of corn right and and they're just like grinding on each other with this cob of corn in between their mouths oh, no. and uh and then we cut away for a little while to like go back to the house but when we cut back he just emerges from this camper full of popcorn so, like. Like going, fluh, fluh, getting it out of his mouth, and he goes, "No more, 
no more popcorn. And his hair is all must. And what? she's gone. So the weird thing is, I kind of think Credence just wanted to get laid. <laughs> wow. But I also, don't actually think this character dies. <laughs> do you think she needs, she, is it like her fetish? Like she needs that popcorn thing? <laughs> I think she really gets off on her veggies. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Specifically vegetables. Okay. Right, right, That's right. That's my guess. That is my guess. Um, yeah. And I wow. think I, wow. I'm almost certain there's nothing to say the contrary. Like, you never see him again, but I'm like, why the fuck would he die? She right. clearly, like, no but goblins she's... came in. He didn't start sweating green stuff. It's fine. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, she knows what she wants. So Joshua is still with Grandpa Seth upstairs, and they're trying to figure out how to how to stop this nightmare from happening because all the townspeople are still downstairs, and what they have, um, what they're playing over and over and over is the same like sixteen bars of like a hoedown song. Um, there's no actual music playing, so we don't know why it's happening. And they're all clapping, but the ADR is really, really bad. Or hmm. the, uh, the, the the looping is really bad. So nobody's actually clapping in time with the way that the oh. music is going. They, they can't even get that right in regular movies. Like. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. And basically, this whole town has surrounded this family in a circle, and they're like, eat. eat. Joshua's like, Grandpa Seth, what do we do? And Grandpa Seth's like, well, Joshua, I have an idea. And he pulls out from behind his back a Molotov cocktail. Oh, oh saving this for a rainy so day. And he looks so gleeful. <laughs> he looks so gleeful. But before he can light it and throw it, the, the, the reverend captures them and takes the cocktail and he does a creepy druid spell banishing grandpa seth's soul to hell oh no but before he does grandpa seth is able to summon a bolt of lightning (laughs) which both ignites the molotov cocktail and kills the reverend in an explosion and as the reverend is on fire you can see his human form melting away and uh, and Michael is like, oh, no, this poor man, let me help. So he gets a fire extinguisher and he goes outside and he sprays it all over the guy. And when the when it clears, he can see that the foam is all over a fucking goblin. Uh. And Michael's like, wait a second, what's going on here? Wait a minute. Hey. <laughs> and he looks around the group and he's like, Mr. and Mrs. Presence, you were supposed to be at our house. <laughs> and he's like, what's wrong with all of you? And all, and so nobody like turns into a goblin yet, but they all start very, very slowly, not even advancing on the family, but music starts playing like they should be advancing on the family. <laughs> and the family starts backing up very slowly. And nobody advances, but the family keeps backing up and it keeps looking really intimidating. And the family <laughs> escapes into the house. <laughs> Uh. family escapes into the house so the family is like joshua how do we fix this and joshua's like we have to talk to grandpa seth and they're like uh all right so they do a seance while they're in the house and, and grandpa seth is like okay i can come back to life for exactly 10 minutes but that's all we have okay 
So Grandpa says, what? gives Joshua, I know, he gives Joshua a paper bag and he says, this is your secret weapon. You need to find their magic stone. You need to. And, uh, and, and this, and use this against the goblins. So the goblins break into the house and Joshua is taken and he's like men, and he's magically transported to Credence's chapel. And Joshua opens up the bag and he goes, a double decker bologna sandwich. And he starts eating it, which no. makes him poisonous. And he goes, Dad, come here. Put your hands on the stone. And he's eating the bologna sandwich on, like, fucking Wonder Bread while he touches the stone. And Michael looks over his, his, his shoulder dramatically and goes, put your hands on the stone. And he does. And then everybody else does. And Elliot does. And all of them doing that destroys, in, like, a giant green explosion, all of the goblins and Credence. Well, okay. well, hey. Who knows? Who you know, knows? it's so funny because it sounds like it must have been. I, it sounds like it must be an epic thing to watch, but it does feel like a little bit of a letdown, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> okay. The family all right. goes home, but wait, everybody is more. exhausted as fuck. Yeah, I bet. And they're all just like laid the fuck out and so diane goes to the fridge and is like oh my god all i want is food and she gets an apple and she starts eating an apple and she's like huh i'm so tired i'm gonna go take a i'm gonna go take a shower and josh was like okay mom so she goes into the shower and blah 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 and um she hears the water uh joshua is listening for a while and he's like mom mom and here's the shower and uh and he goes into and, and and he goes into the bathroom and she's not there but there's green splattered everywhere and the shower water is still running and he's like mom oh. and he and um Elliot and Holly and Michael are all gone it's just him and his mom at home oh no i know i forget where they went who knows who the fuck knows they Didn't went get somewhere. some takeout <laughs> So Joshua comes down the stairs and all this dread is building and he's like mommy mommy and he makes his way into the kitchen where you see an island and his dead mother covered in green slime is on the island and two goblins are scooping her up and mashing the green slime into their face. Oh, and no. one turns its head to look at him and through the mask, which is really not a good device, it goes, do you want some Joshua? Ah! And then you get this massive zoom in on Joshua going, ah! and then it freeze frames, and then the movie's over. <laughs> it freeze frames. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, oh That my does not God. have anything to do with the movie troll. <laughs> Good. Picking up on that cue. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so That's fucking bananas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is. It sure is. So here's, I mean, I've been watching this movie. I've been, I've been watching this movie since fucking 1992. Okay. But, um, so the guy who's the kid who starred in it, uh, is only, is probably like your age. Um, and his name is Michael Stevenson. And he played Joshua. And yes, he was terrible. But the whole movie was terrible. And he was a child. So (laughs) 
<laughs> Many people feel the way that I do. Many people uh, adore this movie and have watched the fuck out of it forever. And uh, when MySpace became a thing, uh, Michael Stevenson was on there. And he, like, he saw it the year that it came out on VHS. And his family got it for him for Christmas. And he was like, oh, my God, my movie. And they put it in. And within, like, 30 seconds, his dad was like, oh, Mikey, this is so bad. And Michael was like, oh, no, it's so bad. And he never wanted to talk about it ever again. It was, like, the greatest horror of his life. And then, uh, and so then, you know, fast forward to adulthood. It's, like, 2006. And he would see on MySpace people's, like, top ten movies. And it would be, like, The Shawshank Redemption, The Godfather, Troll 2. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, my God, people like this. Oh, he didn't know. He didn't know. And, like, on IMDb, it was voted, like, the worst movie of all time, the number one worst movie, so the best worst movie. (laughs) And in 2006, he was like, you know what? I kind of feel good about this for the first time ever in my life. Maybe I want to do something about it. And so as a filmmaker himself he decided to do a documentary on it <gasps> called Best Worst Movie. Oh, hooray. And it's such a good documentary. And he reunites with almost all of the cast. Um, uh, I mean, it much like a very good documentary, there are parts of it that are very sobering. Like poor Margot Prey, who played the mom, was actually an absolute hot mess um but george hardy was the greatest and he was like hey mikey and like there's footage in his dentist's office of him like they call him like the smile maker or something oh he's he's great and the whole town in in alabama is still so proud of him because he's like their movie star dentist (laughs) like it's so fucking cute that's so so cute isn't that great Yay. So he he took a really bad, very enjoyable movie and made a very good documentary about it <laughs> and went around the U.S. doing live screenings of it. Uh, and that is what I went to go see at a Cinema Village Oh, East. you were seeing the documentary. I was about, seeing the documentary see, of boy, it. Boy, even yeah. I would not have appreciated that at all. <laughs> no, totally not. Totally not. Mm-mm. Oh, God, that's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Yeah. So. God, exhausting. Um, like in a, a wonderful way, but that was some twists and turns. Damn. This is directly from, this is directly from Wiki. These are notes on production that I had forgotten. Okay? Yeah. Um... Fergrasso and his clue and his crew largely relied on broken pigeon English to communicate with the cast, who recalled not being able to understand much of went on at all. <laughs> the cast had very few experienced actors, which was primarily assembled from residents of nearby towns who responded to an open casting call, hoping to win roles as extras. <laughs> Um, George Hardy was the dentist with no acting ex- experience who showed up for fun only to be given one of the film's largest speaking roles. <laughs> Don Packard, who plays the Jim Varney snake handler, was 
actually a patient at a nearby mental hospital and was cast for and filmed his role while on a day trip. Oh. He later recalled that he had smoked so much marijuana prior to filming that he had no idea what was happening around him and that his disturbed performance in the film was not acting. Oh, I love some verisimilitude. As neither Fragrasso nor Drudy spoke fluent English, uh, they were husband and wife, by the way. The shooting script was written in the same broken dialect in which they both spoke. The cast would later recall that the script was only given to them scene by scene and that they had difficulty <gasps> understanding their dialogue <laughs> as written. <laughs> so it was a surprise to them, too. That's great. <laughs> yes. Some of the cast members offered to correct their lines to sound more grammatically or syntactically correct, but said that Fergrasso demanded they deliver their lines verbatim. Despite the majority of the cast ascribing to the same story, Fragrasso vehemently denies their version of events and once reacted angrily to a panel discussion being conducted by the cast, calling the actors dogs, which is like Italian slang for bad actors. Oh, boo. And accusing them of lying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hooray. So that... As one of my favorite movies of all time, and now you know the complete bananas what the fuckitude of Troll <laughs> Two. Oh hooray! Mm-hmm. Oh god! I'm of so a glad sequel that we... that's not actually a sequel. I'm so right. <laughs> I'm so glad that we recorded this during the day because I think that if we, I was thinking about this at night, I would have nightmares for sure. <laughs> <laughs> your, your description of it was probably better than any of the visuals. <laughs> Movie. I, I deliver it with such love. I mean, oh there's God. really, there's just no, there's no substitute for I'm gonna it, right? Be, I'm going to be like drowning in rice pudding with yes! raisins while I'm turning into a tree and a lady is humping me with popcorn. <laughs> I mean, to be frank, like the wikis of it are like, and then she drowns him in popcorn. But the thing is, she like, and that's how she kills him off. He's the last remaining friend. But she doesn't kill him off that's because dumb. he emerges looking like he just had the best sex of his life. His hair is all musty. He's smiling. He goes, no more popcorn. No more popcorn. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not dead. Come on. He is very much not dead. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was, uh, that was, uh, fucking delightful. Hooray! Hooray. Hooray. What a good dollop. (laughs) Right? Um, I would like, uh, I know we haven't been keeping up on recommendations necessarily, but, um, I would like to give a shout out to, um, um, so, oh, uh, I don't know, this is the weirdest, um, web, web, uh, URL, that's what this is. Uh, but it's if you Google pretend you're X, Y, Z, Z, Y, it's a Cards Against Humanity clone, which you can play with other people. And, you know, you, you, it's like not strangers. Like you have to know you have to send the link around to people. Um, so, uh, yeah, set if you set up a Zoom and then you send the link to your friends, you can play Cards Against Humanity on the Internet. I want to go to there. It's um, P-Y-X dash one dot pretend you're with an E on the end dot X, Y, Z. But if you just Google pretend you're X, Y, Z, Z, Y or Cards Against Humanity clone. 
Um, that looks very exciting. Yes, please. If you're gonna play again, would you let me know and I can play with you? Of course. Yay. Of course, yeah, we just kind of wanted to make sure that we could figure it out before we started doing a wider... Sure. <laughs> I yes. get very embarrassed about stuff like that. Like, if I um, don't scout out a restaurant before I go and I have, like, a bunch of people there and then there's something wrong or, like, um, it sucks in any way, I feel very responsible for people's entertainment when I have created uh, an evening of some sort. So, yes. So, yes. Allow, allow me to... That's your producer hat. You. Yes, that is my producer hat. Yes, 100%. I know it. I respect your producer hat. I respect all your hats. Yay. I still have to show you my beau baton hat. Your what hat? My beau baton hat. Oh, my beau fleur baton. de la coeur. Yeah. I, so I heard boob something hat and I was like, I'm in. I mean, not not that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Vila boobs. All right. <laughs> I guess that's it for now. All right. I love you. I love you too. Uh, we love you guys too. We love you guys. I guess we'll um, talk to you probably tomorrow. Yeah. That's very likely. <laughs> it's great because we can we can do this and even if they get sick of it, I mean, people can just turn it off. You know? People get like, look, this is free will. This is the magic of, of I don't know, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out for goblins. Watch out for goblins or trolls. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's racist. Uh.